Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> well, happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Dog, sitting with my buddy. Kev Huggin Duggan. I think I kind of like this better, Will Dog. Just you and me. Because <laughs> this is kind of third wheel. There's a lot of less ty- trying to talk over each other and who's yeah. going to make the funny joke and all that kind of stuff. But not, uh, not like worrying what he's going to say and if he's going to embarrass himself, like right. that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, gang. Well, yet again, we have another episode here without Kyle the Coach Duggan, but hold, hold your tears, hold your sympathy for just a second because. Uh, Kyle, the coach Duggan pulled his head out of the toilet and, uh, took it down to Cancun of all places. So <laughs> he's on a tour. He's on a tour. son of a bitch. <laughs> he might get that Montezuma's revenge if he's lucky. Um, yeah. So everybody calm down. Coaches, coach is fine. He's just soaking up the sun, but he might make an appearance here. At some point he, in the episode. We may or may not have coach. We may or may not minutes. have some previously recorded uh, Bolt coach questions, observations, things like that. But uh, uh, lots to talk about this episode, folks. There's still moving and shaking going on in the league. Uh, and we've got uh, a great fan focus lined up here. And as always, an Ask Bolt fan, we will power through coach or not. 
Uh, but let's start this off with the biggest news that hit before we haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. It feels like it's already been a month since this has happened, but uh, Tyreek Hill no longer in the AFC West. Wowza. I'm going to have to do one of my charter chat body oh, yeah. rolls. That's how excited I am. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I saw this. Think, okay, here's the thing. Thank God for Devontae Adams. Because without him getting that stupid contract with the Raiders, it's true, yeah, this doesn't happen. Yeah, so that this is the reason why the Chiefs are always a problem for us, right? Like Patrick Mahomes, sure, yeah, but he is. This is the player that has has been our Achilles' heel for the last however many years he's been with the team. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about this anymore. Nope, this not at is all. So huge, and the AFC West is so different now mm-hmm. with this one player being off the Chiefs. Yeah, no, um, he's a he's a difference maker, um, and it, he he's referred to as the cheetah uh, yeah. because he is that fast. I mean, he, I mean, props to Tyreek Hill. I mean, obviously the guy he, he's a Super Bowl winner has been a problem for the Chargers and everybody in the AFC West, frankly. Um, and yeah, after seeing the Devontae Adams deal, was like, hey. I want some of that kind of money. And yeah. the Chiefs were like, uh, sorry, we spent it all on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, sorry, buddy. My bad. So uh, yeah. I mean, we got uh, got a got about a tree fitty. Um but <laughs> that's about it. It was interesting because I mentioned last episode I'm on I'm on set shooting a movie, and forgive me yes. for the bags I've been up all night. Kevin's been doing late, all nights. late night shooting. Um it's going well. If you were asked, if you're wondering, it's, it's going well. <laughs> but I'm on set with two Chiefs fans, like I mentioned. Oh, yes. And we got the news when we were on set oh, the first yes. morning. And what's been the vibes on set, Kev? <laughs> morale is low for my electric department. <laughs> Real low. Like I haven't seen them so upset in a long time. Because yes. they had they've always had this, like, you know, they're they're amazing guys, but there's this Absolutely. kind of like you know this confidence that we're be- we're a better Got team. Got a little than you chip on the are. shoulders. Yeah, right? there's like this little kind of swagger they have. Mm-hmm. That swagger is gone. <laughs> there's there's like, a lot of drooped heads and uh, dragon there's, feet. There's panic in K- in Kansas City. <laughs> there's there's a panic. So um, I feel for them. They're doing a great job on our movie. So I don't want to talk too much shit. Hopefully right. they don't listen to this until the epi- until this is over. Until we're done with the movie, but. This is so awesome. So, I mean, initially it started off with us getting Khalil Mack. And what have the what what were their vibes to that? What was their response to that? Yeah, they're they're not they're disappointed. Sure. They're disappointed, but, but they were like, crest- hey, we, we got Tyreek Hill, guys. Yeah. It's fine. There's a difference between disappointment and crestfallenness. There's a certain level of crestfallenness <laughs> with these guys now. And uh yeah, I love it. Every second of it. Excellent. Well, yeah. So uh, Tyreek Hill sent off to the Dolphins of all places, a four year, $120 million extension, including 72 million guaranteed. Uh, Chiefs were trading the Pro Bowler uh, for five draft picks a 2022 first round pick, uh, number 29, a second round pick, a fourth round pick, uh, as well as a fourth and a sixth round pick in 2023. So they're, they're getting some picks, but. You know, they're late first. They're the first round they picked up is a late one. Mm-hmm. It's weird. They go back to back now. It's like 28, 29 or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, you know, there, there's, there's certain kind of like an optimism I'm seeing on, on Twitter that like, yeah, we'll just find an, another Tariq kill in the first round. Like, yeah, that doesn't that so happen. 
That doesn't happen, Chiefs yeah. fans. You guys have been spoiled for a long time. This exactly. guy is one of a kind, and you let him walk. Exactly. Yeah. People people act like you know. There's always a Tyree Kill or there's always a Jamar Chase, just like sitting like there a ty- waiting. There's like a Tyree Kill tree you can go pull right. one off oh, a let's branch. Let's just go grab one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop by the Tyree Kill store on the way home, and I'll just pick a few <laughs> yeah. up. I'll pick up a twelve pack. Um, <laughs> so it's yeah. It, it it is. I mean, obviously, that's what they have to do now. They can't. They're paying Patrick Mahomes so much money that all they can do is afford a bunch of rookie contracts to yep. to supplement the rest of the team. And we knew that that was going to end up happening. Oh, so it was coming. It, it was, was coming. coming. And it has arrived. And it has arrived. So uh, Tyreek Hill, no longer an issue. And uh, our own Keenan Allen had to pipe up on this was as well, saying, uh, this one going to expose some people. Glad he out the division too. Hashtag respect. So people have been kind of speculating as far as who it is that he's referring to when he's saying this one's going to expose some people. Is he talking about Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes. Is he talking about Tyreek Hill? Is he talking about Tua Tagovailoa? Like, it's, it's, it's going to expose, in my opinion, <laughs> what I saw from this, it's going to expose Patrick Mahomes. Because that, that has been, I mean, I'm going to be honest, some of the funniest damn memes I've been seeing lately is... <laughs> Tyreek Hill's open and Tua Tagovailoa, and they keep showing these videos of people just like <laughs> lip wrist throwing He's open things sixty like, yards yeah. down the field. <laughs> it's like, Ugh. so yeah. I think that's uh, that could be what some of the talk. I, I have a feeling he's referring to Patrick Mahomes, but it might expose that Tua Tagovailoa might not be the big quarterback that everybody thinks is super accurate and Dude, all that jazz. Imagine the pressure on Tua right now. It's you just be. got like you if you don't do well with this guy, absolutely, you're done. You're out. You're gone. You don't belong in the NFL. Right. Like y- y- you can dump this off to him, and he can get you. However, it, right. his his passing yards are going to be so padded next year. Oh, absolutely, just with dump offs. Absolutely. So if he doesn't have like a top, like he's a top five quarterback, top ten, co- you know, in the league by the time it's all done. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dolphin fans. It's going to expose some Tagovailoa's, that's for sure. Hell yeah. Um, All right, well, let's, as we said, we've got some video here of Coach soaking it up on the beach. Let's see what he's got to say uh, in regards to all this. Son of my mom. (laughs) All right, uh, vacation coach here reporting. Um, I wanted to hop in. I'm, I'm on vacation with the kiddos, so I wasn't able to get on the main show. Um, there's a big stuff going on. So first the Tyree kill trade. Oh. <laughs> I was just, it's, it's like, it's weird to root against the team, like personnel. Cause I'm sure he's an okay guy, but I'm so glad he is no longer on the chiefs. It just, it, it changes everything about that offense. When I, when you go and see Patrick Mahomes play in real life, I think it's a little bit different than when you watch on TV. Uh, like when I went to the Kansas city, uh, charging game at SoFi this year, you realize how often he's dumping the ball off. It reminds me of Tom Brady. I think that's just what good quarterbacks do. But it's just like dump off, dump off, dump off, dump off. But if you're not dumping it off to the Ty- like the Tyree kills or – and then what happens is a dump off, defense comes up, then you can hit Tyreek on those deep balls. So it's just – it's like Keenan said, it's going to it's gonna reveal a lot about that team. And I think some people are going to get um, – they're not going to have as, as good a season as we think. I think they're – obviously they're – they got all those draft picks. They're going to be able to rebuild. That's what you have to do when you pay your quarterback half a billion dollars. So um, they're going to get talent. It's just going to be different. I think it's going to look a lot different. And it could it could cause a slow start trying to figure out what how that's all going to look. Mm. Mm. I agree, Kyle. That looks really nice out there. Yeah, that's... Uh, you sound better. 
<laughs> we need some healthy. like <laughs> yeah, you're not puking. Yeah. It's like, we need some like Jimmy Buffett music behind <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> cool some slide guitar. Vibes. Some. My guitar's out yeah. of tune. Um, yeah, that's good. <clears throat> yeah, um, obviously, yeah. So that so that is going to be the situation. I mean, again, it's just like you're you're going to draft some guys, and you're going to hope you find a guy that's like somewhere close to Tyreek Hill, but yeah, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to land on Tyreek Hill. I mean, every player that gets picked in the first round, you expect to be able to go out there and make the plays and and do their job, but that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes you get guys your artillery and uh, they, they end up being <laughs> not exactly like first round draft picks. So um, sometimes like guys later in the draft, third round draft picks end up being amazing. Fifth, sixth, you know, they just come out and explode or undrafted rookies, but man, it's going to be, it's going to be it's exciting. Well, and it's definitely like even last year, the chiefs had a slow start. And they had all their weapons. Absolutely, yes. They had all their guys. So what is that? What could that look like this year? How slow of a start can you have? Like that's, you know, if it's if it's a little more than last year, they're not getting anywhere near the top of the AFC West. So yeah, it's just crazy how in one offseason the the deck has been shuffled so much, and there's you know we have a amazing the shot of us winning the AFC West just went up exponentially oh, in my opinion absolutely and not even just on the on the chief's offensive side but on the defensive side as well they tyron matthew is not coming back yep. um and they just traded uh Traverius ward and i think Sorensen is also going elsewhere so like a, a lot of their defensive side players are they're gone like they're yep. not not coming back so and that's like all secondary business so that's you know, they picked up... Uh, it's where Justin Herbert does his work. Exactly. So it, it's going to be it's going to be fun to to see. There's still plenty of time to go on in the off-season free agency business. Draft is about a month away at this point. So um, there's still plenty of time for moving and shaking to happen. But as it stands right now, that Tyreek Hill move is huge. Um, huge. It's huge. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you would have thought that based on the reaction of some of the fans that we just traded away at Tyreek Hill. Um, linebacker Kaiser White uh, has agreed to terms with the Eagles per source. Uh, we saw this kind of coming. We saw the the text exchange between Kaiser White and uh, and another uh, Twitter. Uh, and it happened. It, 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 we, didn't, we weren't 100% sure if it was real or not, um, but it does appear to be real. Uh, the Eagles are signing Kaiser White and giving him a one-year deal worth up to five million dollars. Source said, "That's chump change, man. It is like, like what is this? Is clearly Coach seeing him not as part of what he wants to do? Well, I, I'm curious what you think. Do you think it's a coach thing, or do you think Kaiser just didn't want to be here anymore, wanted to go back to Philly?" I just just based on that text message, you look at the text message. They said, "Yeah, it doesn't look like they want basically want me back." Oh, the right. Chargers they aren't going to have that. me back. Yeah. I think he wanted to be a Charger. I think you know he had a good season last year. Mm -hmm. I think it's just something. I, really, Staley's molding this defense differently. Like this is not a crazy contract. So I no, I, it's I am, not. I'm one year for worth up to five million. Right. That's if he hits all of his incentives and all of his stuff. Right. Yeah. So I'm just. This is, you know, when we look at players and, you know, we have people that we like, that doesn't always match up with what this, uh, this, 
the coaching staff wants. Right. We're they're seeing stuff we're not. Their practices we're not. So it's a bummer. I, I really, really liked watching Kaiser White. I think play. we all did. I think every Charger fan wanted to see him come back again, based just based solely off of his productivity last year. That like, why would you not keep this guy around yeah. who who He's getting better. numbers and getting better? Right. He's coming into it. You know, the Tom Telesco talks about we draft guys, we want them to grow within within the organization. Um, and you get somebody like Kaiser White who who did that, and then you let him go. And it's not like he was asking for a crazy amount of money or signed for a crazy amount of money. It was up to five million dollars. He might not even make five million dollars based no. off of the incentives. So um it, it it is head scratching. It's tough for us as fans to look at situations like this and to go like, what the fuck? But um, I mean, we got it. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know what the plan is. There has to be a plan, obviously. Like they wouldn't just be like, yeah, we didn't need him. Meh. You know, like there has to yeah. be like, what are we going to do to replace the guy that got us the most tackles last year? Yeah. Um, so let, well, let's check with our, our token coach, coach Kyle, the coach Duggan had to weigh in on this situation as well. Let's see what he had to say. Back to the beach. Back to the beach. All right. And then the Kaiser White. That's, I don't know. That's a bummer. Clearly, his numbers were not what they were looking for. Um, he made tackles, but maybe he wasn't getting to the right spots or they were makeup tackles. I don't know. I haven't, I couldn't tell. When I was watching football, all I knew is he was, he was around the ball the whole time. So one year, five million bucks feels tough that we couldn't have. Couldn't offer something like that. I mean, it's crazy he didn't get more looks than that. He's still on a prove-it deal um, after the season that he had last year. He got snubbed from the Pro Bowl, which probably hurt him too. I don't know. I, I love guys here. I'm going to be rooting for him, pulling for him on the Eagles, um, obviously, unless they play the Bolts. Um, that'll be a fun fun thing to see, how we address um, inside linebacker. They clearly don't have a lot of – they didn't have a lot of faith in Kaiser, but this move also shows they do have some faith in Kenneth. So – We'll see if they pull a the trigger. There's still some big name free agents out there, or if they try to address it um, in the draft again. It'll be a, it'll be a it's a new storyline to to keep an eye on. That I think kind of fell through the cracks. Come on, Kenneth. Come on, Kenneth. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> obviously Kenneth didn't have the best season last year, um, but he at least had a good season, and that was his rookie season. He came out and uh, after Drew Tranquil went machine. down, it was yeah. a tackle machine. Absolutely. So last year. It just didn't. I, I don't know if it was just the change of scheme. The injury probably didn't help. The injury. Either. I mean, he was still recovering from the surgery. I'm sure. Uh, we were we were at that home game when he went down. Remember that? Oh right, the yeah. Dallas that's game. right. Yeah. What was it? It was an ankle or knee or something. Knee. Like that. It was some, something with his leg. He did get hurt. So it, it's t- hard to pinpoint again because that's all stuff that we're not privy to as far as what what's going on behind closed doors. But. um yeah, obviously there's either faith in Kenneth Murray or there's just a plan. Uh, there might be somebody in the draft that they've got their eye on that they're just like, that could be that could be the guy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I mean, again, there's still time in free agency. I don't know what other linebackers are floating around. I keep seeing people talking about Bobby Wagner. And I mean, I, I'm, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I feel like that guy's going to ask for way more money than what guys here white and... Our our cap space is slowly. <laughs> We're spending that money. Yeah, I think there's definitely you no. Know, we have some later round picks. I, they must see something in Neiman. I've said this before. They must right. see something in the guys they picked up last year, and that was Staley's first draft. So mm-hmm. he's looking at players with certain 
styles and things that he wants. And I think those players that, you know, maybe were later rounds might have more of an impact this year. Right. And he saw, you know, he felt comfortable with them. So he's willing to let the older regime of players walk. So, right. Um, kind of bummed. It's, it's Staley we trust. So absolutely. You know, this defense is going to be so fun, but it would be cooler if Kaiser White was a part of it. Yeah. I, I'd like to see more of our previous players hang around. Um, but I understand that you, as, as you just said, it's a previous regime. It's a, it's somebody else wanted this guy, uh, not necessarily coach Staley. And, and, and the way that Kyle said, like there might be some measurables or there's some numbers or something that like he is looking for something specific. I don't know. Maybe Kaiser's hands were too small or he was an inch too short, whatever the situation might be. Obviously there's something very specific that they're looking for so much so that they're not willing to pony up. Yeah, a five million dollar incentive contract uh, for an extra year for Kaiser White. So Kaiser, hope you, uh, like Kyle said, like I'll be rooting for him. Like I want him to do well as long as he's not playing the Chargers. Like, yeah, hope he does well. But uh, good luck to you, Mister White. And uh, if you guys feel like checking out a website that runs <laughs> with White, I was wondering what you were gonna do with that. <laughs> I ran out of uh, segues. Um, <laughs> Go on over to chargechat.com. Check out some of the sweet merch we've got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and check out the member section where you can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers and ask questions and ask Bolt Fam. Go check it out, chargerchat.com. All right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is fan focus. And if this is who I think this is, this is an interesting storyline. This is not a normal fan focus. Yeah. So this is just a tribute um, <laughs> so let's take it. Let's go fan focus. Here we go. All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus and we are, have a very unique one this week. We're really pumped to meet Chris from Minnesota, a brand spanking new charger fan. What's going on, Chris? Not too much, Kevin. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on. This is a, a unique thing. This is awesome. We saw you posted a, a letter to the Dallas Cowboys, how you were out done moving on over it. And now you're a Charger fan. So usually here we ask, you know, how did you become a fan? I really want to know what your decision-making process was from moving on and becoming a Charger. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, a little, a little background, like, uh, I'm 37 years old. I was born, born and raised in the Bay area in California, um, about five, little over, little over five and a half years ago. Or so I ended up moving to Minnesota. That's a totally different story, but um, yeah, so I'm originally from California. I'm 37. I've been a Dallas Cowboy fan since I was seven years old. Um, so <clears throat> moving, moving into this decision, it was very hard for me because I cried with this team. I cheered with this team. I remember running up and down the street, um, you know, on a Monday night football game when Tony Romo threw four interceptions and we still managed to come back and win on a last second field goal. Right. So my emotions have been with this team diehard for 30 years. And, uh, you know, it was it was a lot of within the within the last decade. What I felt was a lot of ineptitude and uh, you know a lack of prioritizing winning by this front office and the ownership, primarily Stephen Jones, um, that had led me to a path of like feeling really jaded. And then um, you know recently, a few weeks ago, with the scandal about the sexual misconduct and and harassment stuff going on, you know, with cheerleaders. Uh, it just didn't sit right with me anymore. And morally and principally as a man and a human being, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't realistically find a reason to root for a team that was doing that, especially when 
I had been dragging like the Washington football team or now the commanders through the mud for the last three years for essentially the same thing. Sure. Gotcha. So yeah, it's a good, sounds like a good enough reason to jump in that, you know, you, you were there through the nineties, you were there in the heyday of the, mm-hmm. of the Cowboys. So, you know, I'm sure it wasn't easy, but then talk us through the chargers. Why, why, why the chargers? What about this team? Are you excited about made you want to come over? Yeah. So, so like I said before, I'm originally from California and you would think that I would have maybe been a, a Oakland Raiders fan or a San Francisco 49ers fan. And Almost all of my friends and family back home are Niners fans, right? So when I was even talking about this, even you know bringing it up kind of as a joke, they were super on the recruitment train. Um, <laughs> but, right? Yeah, for sure. They're like, man, we've been waiting thirty years for this, right? But um, but no. So I made a joke about it on Twitter, and one of the first fan bases that reached out was was uh was the Bolt Gang, and I was kind of surprised by that. Um, but the the fans were super welcoming, and they were like crazy recruiting me like the the profile picture i have on twitter right now like that was drawn by a fan just like because she wanted to do it and i was like man that's crazy right yeah, so that's the, yeah so the fan base was super welcoming number one but number two i've always been a fan of the chargers from afar like never like publicly rooted for them but as an you know as a fan of the dallas cowboys i was like well i can root for an afc team that's fine right but um i mean lt is my favorite running back of all time um I'm I, I went to Oregon and I'm a diehard Oregon Duck fan. So I'm a there Justin Herbert stand, right? There you go. And my fiance um is is a Chargers fan. Now she she's kind of a casual football fan, but you know, her dad, rest his soul, uh was diehard Chargers fan. Um, and so she was a Chargers fan, but she rooted for the Cowboys because I'm her fiance. Sure. But I told but when I told her the news and I was like, Hey, I'm getting dragged on Twitter right now for switching to the Chargers, she's like, It doesn't matter. I get to wear all my gear now. I'm so happy. Love so now it. we're now we're a united household, too. So, like how I was feeling about the Cowboys and really jaded, and then all that extra news, and then the Charger fan that reached out to me, like all the fans that reached out to me and me loving them anyways, and my fiance being a fan. It just kind of made sense. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like there were higher powers telling me this is where you need to go. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And you're definitely going to get some husband brownie points for that. I'm telling you, I, my, <laughs> no, my, wife's sure. a, my wife's a Packer fan and it'd be a lot easier if she was a Charger fan. But, sure. uh, but yeah, that would do. That's that's the Charger fan base. Like we're not this, you know, we, we had to start over again. We lost a lot of fans. So it's just a really tight knit group yeah. of cool people that just want to support each other. So I'm glad, you know, some of us reached out and helped you get that thing going and made you feel, feel welcome. Cause that's, dude, sure. that's what football is all about, man. It's family. It's like bringing people together. So yeah, I'm, we're glad to have you, man. We're pumped about it, man. Thank you so much. It's it, uh, honestly, like I, uh, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine after, so after I put out the quote unquote official statement, yeah, I just want to make this, I just want to make this clear for everybody, right? This wasn't me like trying to grab attention. I wasn't clout chasing. We're all in the free agency frenzy right now. And go. so the couple of my buddies of mine who are 49er fans, we were like, well, why don't we just do like a free agency theme? Why don't we do like a LeBron decision? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So we so we had like a, a Twitter space and uh, there was like 80 people in there and I would and like fans from different teams. He was pretending to be my agent. We we're like, yo, throw us <laughs> some pitches, right? People were offering astronomical numbers, whatever, whatever. But I just wanted people to know I wasn't trying to cloud chase with this. We were just trying to have fun with it. So yeah. the 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 response for what it turned into was not what we anticipated. Sure. You know what I mean? But sure. yeah. Well, we're, we're we're pumped, man. We're excited and definitely stay in touch. We want to you know help you through that first year and 
man, what a first year to be a Charger fan. We got Khalil Mack. We got some stud Joey Bosa, Derrick James, JC Jackson. Yeah. Dude, we are rolling everybody. talent. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, um, I'm I'm a diehard NFL fan, first and foremost, right? So, like uh one thing that I, you know, I did a lot in in the Cowboys Twitter sphere was uh, a lot of deep dive and uh, analysis. I watch a ton of film all week long. I, I I follow a lot of different stuff. So outside of me just being fun and like trying to bring some like entertainment to people's timelines, I want to jump in Twitter spaces and I want to get involved with like some of the content creators. And is as much of a fan of football as I am, like I don't know this team the way I knew the Dallas Cowboys. And so sure. what my my expectations year one is just to have fun, start building that emotional connection so I can be stressed out in close games yeah. and have it matter to me. But also I want to learn more about these players on a deeper level when it comes to like the film, because sure. you know what I mean? So it, it, I'm, I'm just excited for sure. Right. Well, we're pumped, man. We're excited for you. And uh, Hey, Chris, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on and chatting with us and, uh, and sharing. So thanks, man. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me. I'll take care. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too, buddy. What a good dude. What a great guy. We got one. Real we got one. Real. Oh, yeah. Get him on the boat. He's a fighter. Wow, Chris, that is what a, <laughs> yeah, what a, what a tumultuous way to go through this. It's interesting to watch this offseason, the way not just Chris, but a lot of other teams, there's been so much moving and shaking, so many quarterback moves. Like you're seeing leaders move and, and transfer from one team to another and other fans that are just like, well, wait a minute. like this was the guy that I was rooting for. Now things are changing. Obviously Chris's situation is different with the Cowboys, but like it, it is, it, it's a, it's a weird off season for fans to, yeah, to time. stick around with their teams. Cause I am, I'm seeing people post about I'm jumping ship. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. And, uh, and I've seen a lot of people kind of gravitate towards the chargers and, you know, whether that's because of Justin Herbert or whether that's just because of the good naturedness of the Chargers and not having any arrests or legal issues within the last five years, like um, I, I, whatever the reason, I love it. I think it's people just like in deep down, they just like exciting football. Like just yeah, boy, fun yeah. football. And <laughs> you came to the right place, my friend. <laughs> Justin Herbert plays some of the most exciting football you'll 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 see. A hundred percent what he's capable of doing. So I think I think this is the Herbert effect. I really do. I think it's helped, you know, if people were on the fence about, you know, his situation or how he felt about the organization mm -hmm. and all that, it, it's an easy, you know, and he's an Oregon duck. Like, that's just easy. Sure. So, that works. Um, good on good on his wife or soon-to-be wife right. and him. I hope, enjoy your charger dumb. It'll be fun. Absolutely, yes. Happy to have you, Chris. Um, all right, gang. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Ask Bolt Fam. Two-person edition. Let's see how this goes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. Oh, hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butt. Oh, that's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like... Totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, you boy. All right. Ask Bolt fam. Coming in hot, folks. We start this off with House of Hain. Yes. Who asked the question? Yes. I'll say, I'll say, I love the podcast. You guys really know how to swing it. Slap the like button harder than, well, you know who. I'll say, I'll say, who would take it better, Chris Rock or Carr? Carr would fall before the slap. F the Raiders. Can't love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, this is, this is timely. This is current. <laughs> um, Dude, 
I was, it was funny because I was on set last night and I was working, one of the actors in the, in the movie uh, was just on um, a set with a Will Smith movie and had a text thread with all the cast oh, members. Jesus. So I, I wasn't, I, I honestly Ooh. forgot the Oscars <laughs> were on last night. And then all of a sudden they're watching a video, the, the, uh, the actors watching a video and that's how I found out like this, like text thread from all the other actors. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. We. He no, honestly, Chris Rock took it like a champ, and then Chris Rock, kept doing like yeah, seemed like unfazed. It was just like you know, took the hit, but was just like more just flabbergasted that that even happened. Yeah, he is. Will Smith is Charmin Ultra Quadruple <laughs> Ply Soft. What a soft, soft man that couldn't handle taking a little joke, right? Um, but I, I still think Chris, uh, I think Carr would have gone down harder. He would have like probably curled yeah. up into a ball and been yeah. on the stage and they'd have to like, I just imagine some crew members like dragging him out while he's on the ground, like just, just <laughs> one leg pulling him off the stage. That would be my, that's what would probably happen in my mind. You take a leg, I'll take a hand. Come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's he's all just right. like, ah. No, I know, I know. It's a sad day, but uh, yeah. that's why you got your helmet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That car would, car would fold faster than Superman on laundry day. Um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so there you go house of hayden thank you for asking the question let's Good move it on now to landon sumner who asked the question why does gus bradley continue to suck our proverbial venus that's casey haver denzel perryman damian square and now kyla fackerel it's like Las Vegas has to hold players get lost on their way to the East Coast and wander into casinos where Gus Bradley and Davis prey on leftover players. Nonetheless, the AFC West is going to be a battle of titans. Yes, no bother. We have Herbert to crush all who opposed us to the Staley Reich. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is... Uh... I, Ky, but the thing is, Kyler Fackrell had no connection with him before. I he literally is just. I no. think Gus Bradley is just so infatuated with our team. He watches all of our games. Absolutely, yeah. Every team will watch tape on the on the opposing team to kind of scheme accordingly. And but Gus Bradley watches every pot. He probably watches all the all ins too. Like he's <laughs> he, he's so he's watching all Which, of it. By the way, as we're recording this, we haven't mentioned it yet. All oh, in, all in tonight. New all in oh, is tonight. Man. So. It'll be out by the time you guys see this. So if you're watching this and you haven't checked it out yet, go cool. watch All In because this is going to be... Bradley will be too. Oh, yes. <laughs> He'll be tuning in. So, um, And Certified Fresh. Thanks, Landon. I yes, blew it. 100%. I'm a little tired, but It's okay. He's just a little slow on the upswing, Landon. Thank you for asking <laughs> the question. Let's move it on now to Sufficient Tomato 60. Who asked the question? The Kaiser White is gone. Coach doesn't value linebackers. Will this be the flaw in our defense that teams will exploit? Well, I think we had linebackers last year and teams exploited the shit out of us on, on the run. So right. I, I, think, I think it's less that, more just the right guys, the right personnel, the right defensive line mm -hmm. and he's all about playing you know the coverages that he plays he needs a lot of dbs right so you know that he needs those high, that's why i'm surprised kaiser white left because he needs like hybrid guys he needs guys that can drop yep. in coverage but that can also be stout so that's why kaiser white was so such a wild confusing drop so mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he, I, it's but it's a good point. I think he definitely doesn't probably put as much value into the linebacker position in terms of personnel as he does the secondary, mm-hmm. for sure. I don't know. I, I'm not stressed about it. I mean, I obviously, I trust Staley. You know, he's got a game plan. He's not just going like, yeah, well, you know, we'll throw, you know, the janitor in there and it should be fine. Like, yeah. obviously, there's a, there's a game plan to go there. So, um what will that, I mean, will that necessarily be a flaw that other teams can exploit? Maybe. I don't, I, but I don't the, the know. thing is, the thing is like, there's, we have so many new strengths. So it's, it's yeah. like a give and take. You can't have a roster of like the top guys across the board. It right. just doesn't work out. Right. So if you have like two out of the three levels of the defense are amazing, mm-hmm. it will compensate for a different one. So right. I think it's just like a, the scale of power is just kind of adjusting where Staley wants it. There you go. I like it. All right. Well, there you go. Sufficient Tomato 60. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Senora Snappy. Who asked the question? Baseball is back. Hoo-ah! During the offseason, Justin's throwing arm has gotten restless. Does he work out his kinks with the Dodgers? Will he earn his wings with the Angels? Should he share the home run bling with the Padres? Or... Does Herbert betray us all by going to the damn Yankees? Trickery! Woo-ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one. Good question. I, I got to go Padres because I'm a Padre fan. Sorry, Devin sure. out there. The Dodger fans, I am a Padre fan. So I'll take a little uh, Herbo on the Padres I've, with the that vibe. I don't know, man. I, I feel like Herbert's just like, I'm just going to practice at home. Thank you. Uh, thanks. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, I don't think I mean, he no, he's just hitting more hole in ones. He's, <laughs> he's keeping his arm in, in form with his golf swing. There you he's go. He's got some mechanics there hitting hole in ones. So yeah. Accuracy. Let's keep working on that accuracy. Yeah. Um, keep hitting those hole in ones, Justin. Or he he does like a Justin Herbert tour because he just wants to make everybody happy and he'll just like tour around with all the yeah. all the baseball teams. <laughs> it was like the Will Ferrell thing. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Exactly. Where like one day he's on every single team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think Herbert he, might pull a Will Ferrell in that regard. He's a people pleaser. Look, he's bringing in fans from all over the place. Exactly. That seems like the most logical answer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Justin Herbert tour 2022. 2022. <laughs> um, all right, there you go, Senora Snappy. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Gas Man, yeah. who asked the question. Which Bolt player would you choose to win in a match of Mortal Kombat? What would his fatality move be? I'm going with Austin Eckler, where he rips the dude's spine out and starts wailing on it like a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, I got right. one. I yeah. got a good one. Go, go, please. So um, it's Joey Bosa. <laughs> and just the guy's lying on the ground and he just teabags and squashes his head. <laughs> just an exploding skull teabag. <laughs> That would be my Mortal Kombat finish. <laughs> but I do like the Eckler Spine one. That one's definitely very good. That is a great one. Um, yeah, I was just thinking like how oh, Joey Bosa teabagging, and then you said it. So <laughs> yes, I, I, I stole it. Sorry. I can't take it. Um, I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say Justin Herbert, because uh, there was always, there, there were different levels in Mortal Kombat. You had Fatality, you, you had, um, Babality, where they would turn into babies, and then there was like uh, there was a friendship one. I think uh-huh. Justin Herbert would just have the friendship one, where he would the just like finish. sit down with somebody and have a have a lunch or something like that. Like, he would or cook him like, brisket. Oh, he would cook him brisket. 
No, he, he, he murdered them and then he put them on a, on yes. a Traeger yes. and cook them to a nice yes. temperature. Okay, so the friendship one, he would just have lunch <laughs> with them, but the actual fatality, yes, he would put them on a Traeger grill <laughs> and slow cook them till he died. So. And then and then Gabe neighbors would run out and they'd, they'd cannibalize them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, see, it took a while, but we got there. We Thank got you. there. We found it. What a great question. I love that hypothetical. Awesome question, Gas Man. Thank you for asking it. Let's move it on now to <laughs> Owent178. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? Very nice. Which charger will have the breakout year? My bet is Jalen Guyton becomes a legit wide receiver. 3-4 is good. I like. I like. Um, who you got? Who you got, Will Dog? Uh, it's gonna be interesting because I mean the breakout, the guys that have breakout years, I think are always the flashier players. You know, whether it's on the defensive side, it's guys that are getting interceptions or tackles. If it's on the offensive side, they're getting catches or yardage. Um, I think I I think Guyton is a good good option. Honestly, I think Palmer might even be a good option as well, given given the situation. Um, mm-hmm. and caught everything last caught year. Caught everything last year. Did not miss a catch. Did not drop a ball. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd have to say Palmer. I'm going to say Palmer. That's a good answer. I'm going left field because I'm looking for somebody that is like kind of on the floor right now. Mm. That could explode through the roof. Mm. Somebody's going to take running back too, and I think it's I think Larry Roundtree mm. is going to have a much better year i think he's i don't know i haven't heard what we're doing with with jackson yet so right i i think larry roundtree could be the breakout guy next year we saw flashes of it in the preseason last year yeah. he just didn't get the rhythm he didn't get the rhythm he didn't get the rhyme he didn't get the running back time you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> so i think that's <laughs> cool runnings so i think i think I think Larry Roundtree is is my pick. Okay, break, I like a, it. A, a fun breakout. We'll see. The, yeah, the bar's low, so he can exceed that. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Uh, Owen one seven eight. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Daniel Wallen. Danny boy, who asked the question? What's up, bro, Chachos? Okay, okay, okay. So, like, what do you think we could get as compensation if we trade back in round one? And who would be potential trade partners? Can later on dudes. Um, well, all right. So <laughs> I'll tell you right now, we are not draft gurus by any mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> as you know by my uh, meltdowns and my predictions from previous years, I am the least reliable person to talk about the draft, and I have yes. no problem stating that. Yeah, so so take take the opinion with a grain of salt, but uh as far as who we could trade back with and what we could get as compensation. Um, I don't, I don't know. Who, who do you think Kev? I just, I I'm looking at all the teams behind us. I don't want any of them to get better in the first round. <laughs> like I'm just look. that's just how I'm looking at it. Sure. The, sure. Sure. The chiefs now have two picks. I'm sure they'd be, they could package something to come up and steal a guy. Mm-hmm. I want that pick. I want mm-hmm. that first. I want that first round talent. I don't. I'm okay not having a two. Mm-hmm. If you want to package up some of the later picks we have and move to up move to up. mid round, yeah. we've been successful with some of these mid round guys. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We've had standout play. Some of our better players are third and fourth round guys. Mm-hmm. So if you want to package that, you know, later part of the draft and move up, I'm all for that. First round, I just I'm looking at these teams behind us. These are all 
There's so many AFC teams behind us. The AFC is a wild, wild the AFC is West. stacked this year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't want them to get better. I don't want any of those teams to get better. Yeah. So unless it's something ridiculous, but you know, we'll have to see. I I like there's gonna be a lot of great options for us at right tackle. There's gonna be some secondary players, there's gonna be some linebacker, there's gonna be a little bit of everything at our pick. So mm-hmm. I you know, and you know, Telesco's pretty even keel. The, the last couple of years have been pretty crazy with his trading, but um, I think I, I don't want to go anywhere. I want that. I want that pick. I don't want any of these AFC teams to get better. Absolutely. I, I'm with you. I, I don't think we, I don't think there's a need to trade back. I think while we are pretty, pretty well staffed in most positions, I think there's still an opportunity to really move up in a level um, by maintaining that 17th pick and, and utilizing whoever we get immediately. Um, that being said, if somebody were to trade back, I've been hearing that the Steelers have been looking at some of the quarterbacks and I, I forgive me. I don't know every quarterback that's coming out in the draft, but there's one guy who I've, I've seen some play on. I want to say it's Willis Wills yep. Malik Liberty. Yeah. So I, I think I've heard that they've been looking at him. So if there's any concern between where we are and where they're at, um, they might want to move up to pick, pick him up and, I think that with the, unless you can guarantee you're going to jump up ahead of us and grab a quarterback, all the other positions I would rather have and not let you have yeah. if you're an AFC team. Yeah. So, but I'm, as I've said before we started this, answering this question, <laughs> I am not a reliable narrator. We, none of Don't us Don't trust me. <laughs> we are not reliable sources as far yeah. as who, who, as far as draft anything. So, um, so take it as you will, Daniel Wallen. But thank you for asking the question. If you guys have ideas as far as who we could trade Com- back with, put it down in the comments. Because comments, YouTube us. Come on, I would go. love to see it. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see what everybody else is saying. Um, all right, well, let's move it on now to Snoker Certified Fresh. Okay, who asked the question? A lot of Chaja fans want a wide receiver like Williams or Olave in round one at 17 to bring speed to a less than lightning quick wide receiver core of Allen, Williams, and last year's round three pick Palmer. Chiefs now have two first round picks at 29 and 30 and a need at wide receiver. Do you think the Chiefs need a new need plays into the draft calculus for Tommy T? That is, do you think Tommy T says, I like Olave and McDuffie equally at 17. I should take Olave so he doesn't fall to the Chiefs. Or is this draft so loaded with wide receivers that it really doesn't make a difference? I'm not as worried about them finding a Tyree kill. I think people are like, okay, if they get a speedy receiver, they'll have a Tyree kill. Like that just doesn't happen. Mm -mm. But that being said, like I said, in the previous question, I don't want the chiefs to get better. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give them, they're, they're going to get better because they have two first round picks. Mm -hmm. Why help them get up even earlier? You know what I mean? I I want, I want no business. I wonder when the last time we traded with the chiefs was like, you know, in a draft, I can't, I not ever like, honestly, I don't remember like it, in the AFC, like usually like they probably have like the um the block on the phone. Mm-hmm. If like AFC's calling the Chargers or the chart, you know, the Raiders are calling the Chargers. Any of the team, Tommy T just got like, do not disturb. Like, I'm not talking to your ass. <laughs> block number. Get out of here. Not interested. <laughs> yeah. Screw you guys. What is that? A Vegas number? Don't yeah. don't pick it up. <laughs> it's either somebody in prison or it's a GM. Yeah, yeah, somebody's I'm not calling. Here. I'm not here. <laughs> um 
Well, I think the 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 question of drafting like defensively, like I don't want this team to get this person, so I'm going to draft them it's instead. Not, it's not real. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's that's it's a, not going to fall into it. No, yeah. I don't think that that would in the real world happen. I think if you're playing Madden, maybe that might happen. But yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 Tommy D, as we've seen in the past, is just going to pick the best player available. So like, even if somebody drop, if somebody drops a 17 and isn't even necessarily a position in need, He's but it's just insane him. that this guy just dropped to 17. And isn't a quarterback, like there's a good chance we're going to draft him. So yeah. um, we'll 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 find out what it is. But drafting, I mean, I've seen people saying that we're going to we they want us to draft a wide receiver in the first, which it makes sense. I mean, I think again, people are seeing the success of Jamar Chase with with Joe Burrow and just how well Jamar Chase played, and and I get it. But like again, there's no Jamar Chase store. There's no Jamar Chase tree that you can just go pick a Jamar Chase from and and have the instant success that, that the Bengals had last year. And, um, and I want to go back to this. Like I want Justin Herbert upright and safe. Yeah. That is more important at this point to me. I think Jalen Guyton is our speed guy. And I mm. think if he, you know, he continues to do what he's doing, I don't see a need to do another speed guy at 17. Protect sure. the guy who's throwing to the speed guys. Yeah. That's my number one priority. Fortify that offensive line. Yeah. So I, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the, what the chargers end up doing, but Snoker, thank you for asking the question. Thank you. Let's move it on now to Cerberus 21. Who asked the question? This may come across as controversial, but I a hundred percent was for Parham being tight end one, and I wish we spent the Gerald Everett money on a right tackle or backup defensive back because I'm so willing to roll with Anderson and McKitty, who I believe are very underrated and draft a late round vertical threat tight end. I get Everett is maybe a better blocker than Parham, but as far as receiving threat and Yak ability, I am fully on the chicken parmesan train. If he gets 80% of the tight end snaps, I'd bet over on 800 yards and eight TDs, and you can book it. My question to the charge chat is who would you rather guard for a single play for a million dollars to prevent a reception? Keenan Allen or Donald Parham? And as always, go bolts and Derek Carr can eat my shit. <laughs> oh God, I love it. Um, I, I, okay, this is an impossible task, but yeah, I can't jump anywhere. I'm I'm six one, so uh, there's no way I'm staying with Keenan Allen. But at least he can just like it can't stand over me and just put his hands up and catch a ball. Right, like I, I could trip him. I could do something. Um, I could, could I don't know. Him. I could hold him. <laughs> yeah, get a penalty. You didn't say if there's any refs in this situation. <laughs> right, right. Um, but part part of him is nothing you can do. I can't jump that high. I'm I have no hops. So he wouldn't even have to run. Yeah, just take one step out and then catch it, and I'd, that'd be over. It'd be done. Yeah, um, I, I mean, gone. we're done either way. I think there's no way this happens. Keenan Allen. I mean. At the very least, I would go for Donald Parham because I feel like if I try to block Keenan Allen, my ankles are going to break and I'm going to be in the hospital and I'm going to have to owe more money <laughs> to fix myself uh, in the situation. So I would rather, if I'm going to lose, I might as well lose to somebody like Donald Parham who's just going to be taller than me and is going to be able to catch the ball. So Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, maybe I can tickle him and he'll put his arms down and then I'll... <laughs> And then I'll, I'll uh, stop the block. But uh, that's a much better way. I think, I think <laughs> you're just smarter. 
Um, all right, Cerberus21, thank you for asking the question. And uh and and also in regards to the tight end business, again, I gotta I gotta trust these guys to that they're picking these guys for a reason. Um and I think Everett's gonna be fun to watch, man. I think seeing the success he had with Seattle now coming to the Chargers and playing with Justin Herbert, I think it's gonna be night and day difference. And we gotta we gotta be careful with Parham. He just had one of the worst concussions yeah. any of us have ever seen. Yeah. So I think we're gonna have to. I don't think he's gonna play. You know, he's gonna have to ease back in. It's not somebody you can like jump in and be like the most reliable guy right off the bat, just right. for the safety's sake. So I'm I'm excited for Par Parham. I love Parham. Yeah. I think he could be. I think this could be a different situation if that injury didn't occur last year. Mm-hmm. We could be talking about something different. But you know, Everett was a, a is a great tight end, and he you know he, he's going to be a value to the team for sure. Hundred percent. Um, all right. Thank you, Cerberus21. And now let's move on to Nick, who asked the question. It's the Hunger Games 2.0. You are allowed to choose just one of the new Chargers acquisitions from free agency as your partner to defeat 50 Derek Carrs, 20 Max Crosbys as your opponents. Who are you picking as your partner and what do you select as your weapon? Gardening tools only, and the battle arena is SoFi Stadium. I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. This is pretty easy because I think you could eliminate the 50 Derek cars pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> I think if you just have, like, if Cleo Mack, his weapon is sunglasses, and he just takes them off and looks in Derek Carr's eyes, they'll all fall over. And, like, <laughs> just, just run out of the stadium. Just, they just, like, bail. They just quit. Just sunglasses is his weapon. Um, that's mine. What, what's yours for Crosby? Um. I I I think I would have uh, for Crosby. Hold on, like a Rashawn Slater might be a good option. Well, okay, so he says of the new Chargers acquisition. Oh, so I don't know if he's talking about just strictly free this previous free agency. So if that's the case, um, I would maybe say Sebastian Joseph Day just because he's got such a good smile. I think you would just completely like. He he would you would kind of let your guard down a little bit because like oh man look at that smile man that guy looks really friendly and then Whoa, bam! Yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure get you get you while your while your guard's down so um <laughs> gardening okay. tools um I mean whatever whoever you're fighting you gotta you gotta fight with a hoe right like you yeah. gotta hit you gotta hit the hoe with the hoe right like that's, <laughs> that's taking that's, out hoes that's the play yeah hoes for show. All right, Nick, thank you for asking the question. Let's move <laughs> on now to Rough Cut V1. Yep. Who asked the question? Why is Woo Dog in Iowa again? And for Chargers history, how about a stadium food history? How has it changed over time? Was it ever any better or worse in different eras of stadium management? Or maybe a crowd misbehavior history? I know we're all good people, but is there an equivalent of a five-cent beer night moment at all in the Chargers crowd history? Iowa. Uh, yeah. It's, all right. So first of all, it's not Iowa. I mean, I love Brian Belaga, Iowa, but uh, uh, Adam it's, it's Wooldog, Iowa, Idaho. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had to move up here because uh, my folks moved up here and I needed to move back in with my folks for a brief period of time. That was over 10 years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, and I've just been up here ever since. So um, maybe, maybe not for long. And maybe not for long. Oh, there might be a move in Wooldog's mm. future. We'll have to wait and see. Um, 
And yeah, great ideas for Charger history, uh, Mike Maudlin. I hope you're listening because... I, I could do an entire history on those garlic fries oh, at sure. Qualcomm. Yeah. Yes. Like, I could do, like, I... They're so good. They're so good. I've never had anything quite like those, you know, besides the stadium. Yeah, I'd be curious if there was any other unique items that the Chargers sold as as food products. Um, and yeah, some misbehavior history. I know we don't necessarily like to celebrate misbehavior, but it might be interesting to see what uh, what <laughs> what has happened with any rowdy Charger games. I just uh, in the I past. just remember you remember at Qualcomm those spiral things that you go yes, down? Absolutely. I remember going down there and they had like the police security section. Mm. And I just remember going down one time, there were a whole bunch of Raider fans like cuffed. I, I just remember <laughs> that vividly. So uh, you know, that'd be interesting too. I'd like the, you know, the the history of between Raider fans and Charger fans. Yes. I'd love to know more the about rowdiness that. between the two. So Mike, I don't know if you if you're if you're listening to this one, but that, that could be fun. You better be. Um, all right. <laughs> Rough cut V1. Thank you for asking the question. Uh, let's move it on now to DeMarcus. Cut your ass up. Yep. Who asked the question? Who's running back to next season? Pick one former charger to replace one starter on this year's roster. Who are you picking to help us win the Super Bowl? Hoo-ha! Um, well, first running back to next season. Kevin mentioned Larry Roundtree at the beginning. Honestly, that wouldn't upset me if we had Larry Roundtree in a in a sophomore year, having played with uh, with Austin Eckler and Brandon Staley one year in. I wouldn't hate that personally. No, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. We got to remember this offense is definitely more difficult and nuanced than probably a lot of college offenses, mm -hmm. especially at Missouri. So mm -hmm. I think give him some time to learn the playbook a little better because he's got all the physical attributes. I I like him better than Kelly and. Uh, I don't know if Jackson's going to be around. We'll, we'll still have to wait on that. We will, yeah. But in turn, I, I'm going to stay in the running back situation for this. Okay. I, I love Eckler with all my heart, but if I could have LT on this team in his prime, like, I, I don't know how you don't do that. Sure, like, yeah. I just don't know how you don't do that. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, I, ew, I don't know. Um, Jamal Williams nose tackle could be pretty sweet. I wouldn't hate that. Um, I would. I, I'd probably have to bring in Seau, man. I think Seau would just bring a, a ferociousness to to the yeah. defense that uh, not that we. Yeah, I mean, we. I think we lacked a bit of ferociousness last year, so I think that would be Seau would be fun. Seau would bring in Seau win would be great. So, um, all right. Well, there you go, Demarcus. Cut your ass up. Thank you Thanks, for man. asking the questions. Uh, let's move it on now to Ricky, who asked the question. Ricky Bibby. Ricky Bibby. What's the difference between a nose tackle and a defensive tackle, and which is more important in Staley's defense? What was the inspiration behind starting this podcast? Kyle's three current players versus Kevin's three legacy players in pickup basketball. Who wins, Wooldog? Hey. <laughs> Um, okay, so we'll we'll circle back to the uh, position question when we've got our token coach with us uh, who can answer much more detail. And my uh, pickup team would definitely win, but you'll have to wait for next Tuesday to find out what we, Hey, first of all, he didn't ask you. He asked me. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to give you the players. <laughs> that's you. true. That's true. Um, but the inspiration behind starting the podcast, uh, I... I I, I defer to you, Kev, because I didn't even realize I was a part of this podcast until you. Asked yeah, it was kind of wild because <laughs> Kyle, um, just we were talking, texting one day, and he, you know, 
he was a head coach for a high school football team. And then mm-hmm. he had a bait new baby coming and he's like, he had to step down from that. He's like, dude, I still want to like talk about football and break down tape and like, look at stuff. He's like, we should do a podcast. This was in 2018. Something. All right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was, you and I were working on some stuff and <laughs> right. we we're like, we'll try it. Like we had no ask. We're just going to try and record one episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, we got to bring wool dog on. Cause he's, he's a diehard charger fan. And it'd be super fun. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, let's see if wool dog will do it. And then I called you and you're like, wait, what? Like you, you were like flabbergasted. Why? Like, what are we? What are you doing? Yeah, what are we doing? I, well, because it was funny because you you sent me on Facebook. You were one of those like like this page, and I was like, okay, Kevin's my buddy. I will like he's oh he's doing something charger related. I'll like that. And then you were like, hey, we want you to do it. And I'm like, but what? <laughs> like, <laughs> come again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a baking powder. Yeah, squeeze me. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so we we wanted and I'll and we wanted to be shamelessly positive. I, I think have that fun. was that was the big deal. Yeah, we wanted to have fun talking about the Chargers, like and just not necessarily like. I mean, yes, we have our moments of like judgment and and scrutiny, but more than anything, like we're fans, man. Like we want to root for these guys. We want to see these guys be successful. So if you're looking it, for a shamelessly positive podcast for the Chargers, come to the right place when we we started it right when everything was kind of looking a little bleak like the we were at the small stadium people weren't that high on us we weren't doing that well like we just weren't getting the kind of feedback we were getting before the move and we're Mm -hmm. just like we just gotta you know get together and talk and we're not around charger fans so it's like let's just get around and talk every week so that's kind of how it all happened yeah being all separated kevin being in missouri me being in idaho kyle still being in california it was just like it was a way for us to kind of be together and just to more than anything, just for us to chat about the chargers. And if anybody, if somebody happens to be listen. listening to the conversation, then, Hey, awesome. So yeah. it just almost uh, four years later, here we are. It just kind of grew from there. So, um, all right, well, there you go, Ricky. Thank you for asking the questions. And again, we'll, we'll cut back to the other questions. Uh, when we get our, we'll circle back coach to Doug coach. Yeah. Absolutely. Gotta let him get in on this. Um, all right, well now let's move it on to Aaron who asked the question. Who is cooler, Senior Snappy or Senorita Snappy? No bitching out and uh, saying both. Dude, uh, why are you trying? Why are you trying to put us in a bad spot here, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, Aaron, what? <laughs> what are you doing to us here? Um, for I, se- go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You now you go. I, I was going to say about this for for Senior Snappy's sake, and you know. His living situation. I'm going to say my favorite is Senorita Snappy because Senora. she makes more food than Senor Snappy has ever made for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. That's not, not a fair question. I don't I, know how to answer it. We love them both. We love them both. I, they're on an even playing field, but like Adam said, she gave us food, dude. You, <laughs> you, and she made us. A, she made me a drink. I think you made me a drink too, and you gave me the kettlebell. And you've been amazingly cool. But all due respect, Senora. For now, but I'm. I, you know, I can't be swayed, Senor Snappy. I can be swayed. <laughs> he can be bought. I can. Be, <laughs> I can be bought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can be bought. I'm. I'm a. Yeah, I'm a weak man. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for asking such a divisive question, Aaron. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, let's uh, go out of this. Ask Bolt Fam with Sean Sherman, who asked the question. Certified fresh. Certified fresh. Okay. There you go. Would you rather get punched in the dick by a Raiders fan every week for the rest of your life 
or start Storm Norton at right tackle for the whole 2022 season. Ho ho! Also, are you guys stoked that Tyreek Hill is out of the AFC West? Another Boise Chargers fan here. Love the podcast. Okay, love you. Bye. Ho ho! Ha-ha. Oh boy, what oh, a great boy. question. Ha-ha. Oh, um, great. <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> either getting punched in the dick by a Raiders fan every I week. I don't think Storm Norton's that bad. I, I like, was going to say. <laughs> like, I, I, well, all due respect, I, I don't need to make any more kids. So I could go that direction <laughs> if it meant an elite left tackle. But I think a Storm Norton might be a safer bet. Uh, for future uh, well-being and being able to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I, I honestly like. Is Storm Norton the best right tackle? No. Uh, is he serviceable? Yes, we've seen plenty of games of him being serviceable enough. And uh, and honestly, like as much as I want to protect Herbert and want to make sure that he stays protected, like we've seen Herbert play well under pressure. And if anything, he is one of the so positive. If anything, he is one of the best quarterbacks under pressure. So, um, is it worth getting punched in the dick every week for the whole (laughs) 2022 season versus Storm Norton playing right tackle? I I will uh, gladly let Storm Norton play right tackle for the whole 2022 season. Let's flip this. If you could promise a Super Bowl with one punch in the dick every Mm. every every day for the whole 2022 season, every day, I'd consider it for a Super Bowl. Like I said, I don't need to have any more kids. I'm fine. I'm sure catheters are okay. Dude, I think by like two Super weeks bowl. in, you Super were just going to like, be like, this isn't worth it. You just get used to the, I'm a routine guy. You just get used to the routine. <laughs> but it's a punch in the dick by as a long, Raider fan. As long like, as it's not waking me like up. somebody going like, all right, you know what has to happen, man. Like, they just cut, it's going to be more inconvenient for them to like come over to my house. The they're going to follow through with it. Like, they're not just going to go, bah, or like give you a little flick on the, on the, the newts. Way, <laughs> I'm a shamelessly positive guy. I think after the first week, they, we become, you know, a friendship would happen. There'd be something there. He might happen. pull back like 15, 20%. <laughs> it wouldn't be as hard. There, there would be some kind of connection. This guy is literally touching your dick every week for a whole season or a lady. I'm not sure who this Raider fan is. So there is a certain level of intimacy that comes with that. I think, uh, I, I, no. <laughs> no. Storm Norton for Wooldog. Storm Norton for life. Um, all right. Well, there you go, Sean Sherman. Thank you for asking the question. And thank you, everybody, for asking questions. Um, we had to record this a little bit earlier. So if you guys ask questions and we didn't get to them, um, I, I'm sorry. I the movie's we just, killing my schedule. It's just, yeah. Scheduling conflicts can kind of screw things up a little bit. But um, uh thank you everybody for asking questions and if we didn't get to it just ask it again next week i promise to you uh we'll, we'll get to it and we'll be more more on track question i want to propose do we need kyle back i felt like this went pretty well <laughs> uh i we i think we do because there's so many times <laughs> yeah. that we're just like um uh, <laughs> that's we, true yeah we, we need least, our, well you you weigh in in the in the comments yes we, we definitely need our token coach back but yeah, um just just kidding kyle uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's that's it for this episode. And uh, be sure to tune in uh, this Friday episode because we have uh, something pretty special lined up. Yeah. So last week, we randomly got the opportunity to interview Matt Money Smith himself. Hey, wow. Caveat. I was on set 
shooting a movie and oh. I wasn't able to do the interview, <laughs> but, but that, that interview is still coming and still we have occurred. a replacement Ooh, interviewer, a pinch hitter, um, a pinch hitter interviewer, <laughs> a great guy by the name of Jason Reed from bolt beat. Nice. So he sat awesome. down and we, I sent him the questions, things I wanted and we, we worked it out and we're, you're getting a really awesome interview from Matt money Smith on Friday. So come back excellent okay well yeah come back friday folks i'm now i'm anxious to see this i can't wait to check this out um but that's going to do it for this episode of charge chat folks um don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad any place okay love you bye okay love you bye and now a word from our sponsors i have a big team with lots of holes and my budget's pretty tight with all my money going to a qb that's why i shop at the draft They've got a variety of players to fit my team's needs. Plus, I get big savings with the rookie wage scale. Oops, almost forgot to grab a 12-pack of Tyreek Hills. And I can base my needs off the combine numbers, so I know exactly what kind of player I'm getting. Low prices, college fresh at the draft. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.